Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, tonight we are starting a new series I am super hyped about. Like I said, I love the end of the year. I love December. I love Christmas. I love that it's finally nice outside. You know, like anything over, anything under 70, we're like, woo, winter sweater weather. So I'm excited for this weather, this time of the year, all of that. But also, we are going to jump into a new series that I believe is going to give us great expectation for the uh, 2020 vision. So just mark your calendars. That's a special Sunday service on December 29th where Pastor Dan is going to be launching the three-year vision of Love Life Church. We are Love Life. So that envision includes every single one of us. Every single one of us has a special part to play. So I'm excited for this series. The series title is The Limitless Power of Your Imagination. The limitless power of your imagination. Think big, dream big, and don't limit God. The limitless power of your imagination. I love to dream. I love to think big. And also, I love to make things happen. So there's so much in thinking big, dreaming big, limitless imagination. And there's countless, like I would say, I want to do everything and anything. But at the same time, we need to set clear goals that get us there, right? We, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to eat healthy, right? I'm going to eat healthy. This is the year I eat healthy. And like your favorite place for dinner is Little Caesars. I mean, come on. Like, but you don't have a goal. Like your goal is just, I'm going to eat healthy, But how about you say, I'm going to eat healthy one day a week this year. Like, for real. And you accomplish that this year. And next year, I'm going to eat two healthy days this year. I mean, not the year. (laughs) No, but like one day a week. Or I'm going to work out. You know, I'm going to have a six-pack. It's like, how about we just take a walk? You know, how about we go outside, get some fresh air, walk a mile. If you're here with us in the Dream Team, walk 7.5 miles. Woo, it's been awesome. We love to just get together and be active together, healthy. But, like, we need to have some clear goals, right? And this is the end of the year, so I just want to stir in you, get expectation of what's coming for the vision night, what's coming for 2020. Like, now that I'm just a little bit older, okay, I'm super young, forever young, right? That's not true. But as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that this whole new decade is something special. It is literally the launch of a new era here at Love Life. And it can be a launch of a new era in your life. A new you, a brand new you. How? Because I wish it, I wish it, I wish it. No, that is never going to happen. I can wish for a million dollars and wish for a million dollars, but until I start saving, sowing, and having that harvest be multiplied, it's not going to happen. 
So we need to have great expectations for this vision night, this vision Sunday. Great expectation for our own lives. Great expectation for our families. Like what is it that you're believing for in your marriage? Not just that you're married. But expectation for adventure, expectation for new levels in your relationship, expectation if you're believing for a baby, expectation, right? Expectation. What are you believing for in your children? You, you like moms and dads, if you're not believing for them, who is? I am, that's for sure. I'm believing for them kids. I'm believing for them. With great expectations, ask your kids, what are they believing for this year? And not just stuff. But personal growth, personal growth in their life. How are they going to help others? How are we going to help others? It's so awesome when you can start seeing these kids not be so selfish. Have great expectation for others, great expectation for teens. And I love that these teens and young people, I'm just saying, hopefully on all of their vision boards is to go on a missions trip, to go to youth camp, to go to all the youth events. Why? So that we can just have fun? No, so that their lives can be changed. I hope for your marriage, you're going to go to the counseling, you're going to go to the classes, you're going to write all those things. You want personal growth in every area of our life, in every area of your life. So we need to think big, dream big, and do not limit God. We can't limit God. This year was... Um, this year was a rough year. This year was, was, it was a hard year. Why? There were so many attacks on health, on my personal health, on uh, my sister's health. There was just attacks financially and all the health cost money. There's like all these attacks that happened. But the crazy part is that even in the midst of the storm, with great expectation for the future, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the doctor's office, in the midst of all these things, I had to make sure that my great expectation was in the Father, that my hope was in the Father, that my hope was that I am healed. With great expectations that God is my provider, in him I will trust. I will not stop giving. I will not stop trusting. I will not stop, right? Because the enemy would love to take you out. But why? Because you had a bad year. So why are you going to have great expectations for a better year? What do you think is going to be different about next year? Let me tell you, sucker, everything is going to be different about next year. Why? Because I learned from this year. I took all that I needed to, and I'm not going to repeat this year. I am going to go further, grow deeper, stronger, healthier, wiser, walking in greater authority. Why? Because when, when the storm came, I'm looking in the storm and saying, I am the storm, sucker. Is that all you got? Seriously, how can you walk in that authority? How can you walk in that confidence? Why? Honestly, the power of my imagination. The power of your imagination. Because when sickness surrounds you and consumes you, 
The only thing you have is your imagination. The only thing that you have when your body is, is breaking down and you're in doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment, the only thing that you have and the enemy cannot rob you of is your imagination of your body healed, walking into authority, walking in perfect health, that you will not be robbed of your health. You will not be robbed of the years. You will not be robbed of what the, the future that God has for you. So the enemy can put whatever he wants. But he can never take my imagination. He can never take the picture of health. He can never take the picture of strength. So when even my body was failing me, my mind would not. They're like, how are you getting up every morning? Your body should not physically be able to get out of bed. How? How? The doctor like literally asked me that, how? And I'm like, because I found purpose and I found people. I could be super religious and like, I found God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But what I found was purpose. And my purpose in my life was greater than me. And what I found was people here at Love Life that loved me, encouraged me, and believed in me. And I want to do the same for others. Love others, believe in others, and encourage others. I never want to manipulate people. Inspiration over manipulation all day, every day. I want my life to inspire others. I want my words to inspire others. This is not about manipulation. I don't need to manipulate you and hype you up. I need to empower you and encourage you with the word of God, because God's word will change your situation. God's word will change everything about your life. God's word will change the picture of who you see that you are. You start seeing a whole new you, and it starts on the inside with the limitless power of your imagination. Your imagination, I'm not talking about fantasy, right? I'm not talking about fantasy, like, oh, I'm going to win the billion-dollar lottery. I mean, like, when I drive by and the, bill, and the billboard said the billion dollars, I, of my imagination went wild. I'm buying a theme park. I'm buying a camp. I'm buying, like, what are we buying? What does the church need? We're going to buy city buses. What are we going to buy? Like, I can just imagine, like, we're going to buy this. We're going to buy that. We're going to buy it all. The youth, we're going to have our own six flags. Like, I was just so hyped when I saw that. But that was fantasy, guys. That was all fantasy. I'm like, man, my tithe alone on that, like, push, my mind can go. <laughs> That's just in the car. That's the limitless power of your imagination. So I just want to stir in you, like your heart, be preparing. What is it that God has? What is this new decade? What is this new era? God, what do you have for me? What do you have for my family? What do you have for my health, for my wealth, for my wisdom? What is it that you have for me? Ask God. He will speak to you. It's time to start imagining ourselves fulfilling God's will for our lives. Can you picture yourself preaching, teaching, healing, just like Jesus? Preaching, teaching, and healing. That's what Jesus was doing. He was going to all the cities. What would he do? He'd get on the mountain. He'd get on the boat. Preaching, teaching, and healing. Imagine yourself. It's not about the stage. 
Guys, none of this is about the stage. It's not about these lights. It's not about, any about, it's not about any of this. It's about life's changed. It's about impacting others. It's about what I do off this stage that really counts, that really matters. Because this is a moment of my life. But my everyday impact is what really matters. And I want my everyday life to be way greater than these moments on the stage. Because these moments on the stage come and go. And I have been here for 23 years. 23 years. And 23 years of my life, the first thing I did, I got in, I started serving. Started serving in babies, right? Because I can change a diaper. Woo! I mean, I haven't in a minute, so watch out. Like, sometimes. Anyways, I'm not even going to go there because I have plenty of stories. We all have a special part to play. Look at your neighbor and say, you have a special part to play. You have a special part to play in the body of Christ. You have a special part to play here at Love Life Church. You belong. You belong to the body. You belong here at Love Life. We need you. What is your special part to play? Is it preaching, teaching, and healing in kids' class? Is it preaching, teaching, and healing as an usher? Is it preaching, teaching, and healing through the sound, through the lights, through the audio engineer, through translation? What is it that God's called you to do in the body? We all have a special part to play. Every single one of us. Ephesians 4.16. It says, he makes the whole body fit together and unites it through the support of every joint. You know, like, we're united. We're in this together. We need each other. I can't play my part without you. And you can't play your part without me. Because we're like a body that works together. It's time in 2020 for us to unite as a body. To have clear vision. And to walk and fulfill God's plans and purposes for us as a ministry, for us as a community, for us as families, for us as as um social workers, as politicians, as teachers, as business, um, business workers, as moms, as dads. What is it that we need to unite? Imagine your family united. The enemy has worked very hard at dividing the family, at dividing moms against dads, kids against parents. Why? Because with division is chaos. Where there's division, there's chaos. And the kids, there they are laughing at you because you guys are fighting about them. I've done it. I did it to my parents. Mom said this. Dad said this. So you, where do you go? You go tell mom. Mom said this. Mm-hmm. Dad, dad says whatever your mom said. Ah! I hate when that happens. Why? When they're in agreement and they say the same thing. You hated it, but at the same time you loved it because it brought security in your life. So it's time to be united, united strong family units, united strong church family units as spiritual moms and spiritual dads having spiritual kids. You know what, I may not have any kids, but I'll be birthing them spiritual kids all over the place. And not just birthing them, but raising them. Raising them is all up in your Kool-Aid. Why are you where you at? That's a good question, and Mama Sasha be asking that. Why are you where you at? Send me your location because I found you on my notifications. Yes. Yes. Just click that little thing and boom. Why are you where you at? 
And that's God asking you. You guys get nervous. It wasn't even me. Like, why are you where you at? We need accountability. We need people in our life. There's so much. There's a generation that their parents were their best friends. But you know what they're hungry for? They're hungry for discipline. I mean, they're hungry for parents that actually care about them. The Bible says what? Correction equals love. We thought best friend means love. No, best friends, you got, I hate you, I love you, right? That's, that's not best friends. Best friends loves come and go. Why? Because sometimes I'm hungry. And I have an attitude when I'm hungry, you know. I'm still working on love. I'm still working on patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, right? But correction is love. And when somebody loves you enough to actually correct you, Keep that friend. Keep that friend. Keep that friend. We all have a special part to play, right? Walking in unity. Oh, I love that. Did I finish it? As each part does its part, he makes the whole body grow so that it builds itself up in love and not tear itself down. We are no longer going to tear ourselves down. We're going to encourage ourselves. We're going to encourage others. And we're going to build up in love, walking in unity, building each other up. This starts with our thoughts, our attitudes, and our imagination. Because our thoughts and our attitudes, we have to believe the best of every person. Don't be naive or deceived, but believe the best of every person. I am quick. I trust no one. I'm working on that. Ms. Chate trusts everyone. She's working on that. <laughs> but she's the first to believe the best. Somehow in her mind, she could immediately make up a great explanation about why they did that. Somehow in my mind, I make a great argument why I'm going to take them out. But it starts with your imagination. So there you are, imagining yourself fighting with them arguing with them, you already mapped out what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, or are you imagining yourself beating them up, are you imagining this, you just cussed them out, you didn't cuss, you didn't say one word, but you just said like a million cuss words, your eyes, everything's like rolled back, like whoa, what happened to her, she's in her imagination, her imagination running wild, so that starts with our imagination, which create in our thoughts and our attitude, there it all goes running wild. But we need to walk in love, believing the best of every person, believing the best of ourselves. Even when we know our own intentions, most of the times our intentions are good and our actions maybe not. Maybe not. That sounded funny, but that's all right. They may not be. But we need to believe the best. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, it says, love is patient and kind. My imagination is patient and kind. I am patient and kind. Right? Imagine yourself being patient and kind. Whew, what does that even look like? No, just kidding. Patient and kind. Love is not jealous, boastful, proud, or rude. It's not, it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, even when it's hungry, even when it's hangry. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of wrongdoing. How many of us have a record of wrong that was done to us? 
We got a record. We got a journal. We got a diary. We got it all. And it, might, it may be a mental. Like you can picture yourself, what they said, when they said it, how they said it to you, how they hurt you. Ooh, and then when that song comes on, that song came on and your imagination went wild and you're already back in that place. <laughs> Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I don't know, I forgot the words. But that song comes on and there you are. What happened to your imagination? It went wild. It's not believing the best. It's believing the worst. And you're over here, you're married and you love your man. And you're over here, never mind, I'll find. And he's over here like, are we okay? <laughs> you know, you clean in the bathroom like a, She's like, oh, it's just a song. Okay, well, reel in your imagination, okay, girl? Because we together forever, okay? <laughs> we united. <laughs> Get a new song, get her a new album, whatever you got to do. So not irritable, it keeps no record of wrongdoing. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. When? Never gives up. It never loses faith. It always hopes and endures through every circumstance. So when something happens in our life, immediately we have a choice. How will we respond? In love or fear? In love or revenge. And that all happens immediately through our thoughts and our imagination. So we need to imagine ourselves responding in love. Imagine ourselves responding with God's grace, with God's mercy. And we need to start imagining giving ourselves grace, giving ourselves mercy. And we need to think big. Think bigger than this small disagreement. The bigger picture is that we love each other and let it go about the french fries. You ate my fries? Like, I hate sharing food. That's why I'm a single Pringle. I don't like sharing my food. I don't, like sh I don't even like leftovers. Like, but if, if I do save a leftover, like, you better not touch it because I rarely save them. But, like, it's about to be World War III. If, like, somebody touches something in my house, I'm like, you ate the last of my peanut butter? Like, right now this sounds so stupid. But how come, you know, how come when you're at home, it's real? I'm serious. The petty things, right? The enemy's in there dividing our family for um, the last of the Jews. Like, or whatever it is in your family. Like, who, like, you didn't replace the paper towel. You didn't take out the trash again. You know what? How about that's why you had kids make the kids do it, right? <laughs> so we need to start thinking bigger than the small situations. Start thinking bigger. Start, stop limiting God. Think big, dream big. So can you see yourself as a world changer? Like, that's such a, like, an easy thing to say and so cliche. But can you literally see yourself changing this world? And how are we going to change this world? Through love. Through love. Loving each other. Loving others. And they're going to say, why are you responding differently? Why are you responding differently than others? We limit ourselves by what we think of ourselves. What we think of ourselves. I'm a failure. 
I'm a loser. I'm this old and I haven't made it. I'm this old and I haven't finished. I'm this old and I haven't found my career. I'm this old and I'm not married yet. Or I'm this young and I'm this. Or, you, or I'm too fat. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too skinny. I'm too... I'm too wide, I'm too narrow. I mean, you could be like, I'm too dark, I'm too light, I'm too ugly, I'm too pretty. I mean, like, it's too everything, right? Everybody's, why? Because the enemy would love for you to doubt yourself and not see yourself as God sees you, as a child of God. So I dare you to ask yourself, who am I listening to? Or what am I listening to? In Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing. What are you hearing and hearing? What favorite song are you hearing and hearing? What, what Netflix are you binging and binging? What are you hearing and hearing? What social media are you feeding your life with? That the image, you're just picturing it, you're picturing it, you're hearing, you're hearing. Their relationship goals, like, oh, I wish I, wish I, I ha- wish I had a body like theirs. I wish I had a relationship like theirs. I wish I had a house like theirs. I wish it was a little bit taller. I wish it was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. I wish. <laughs> That's an old song. I just dated myself really bad. But there you are, wishing and wishing and wishing. Why? Because what are you hearing and hearing and hearing? Are you hearing the word of God? Are you filling yourself with the world? Because God's word and the world are opposite. And we need to listen to what God's word is saying about us. You need to fill yourself with God's word. You need to know your I am's. Like, I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation. I, many years ago, I wrote my own. Like, not like wrote my own, but I took scriptures, put it in my own words, and I say this to myself almost every day for years and years. Why? Because first of all, I have to remind myself, and also faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And then you start believing, believing, and receiving and receiving and walking in it. And before you know it, it's who you are. But if I think that this tell myself once works, I have to remind myself daily, every single day who I am. God loves me. I'm his beloved child and he is well pleased with me. I love God. I love people. And I love my life. Do you know there's some days that I don't feel like that. But in the morning I remind myself. That no matter what circumstance, no matter what comes my way, no matter what happens, no matter that I'm in the storm and the clouds are surrounding, the sun is still shining above those clouds. Right? The sun is still shining. And I love God. And I love people. Even though people hurt me, I love them. Right? Even though people disappoint me, I love them. And I love my life even when it's not what I thought it would be by this time. Even when it's not what I had expected. I didn't expect this situation, this circumstance. I love my life. You, we have to confess these things, believe these things. I put God in first in my life every single day. I'm a world changer who loves people and I take joy in promoting others. And there's like a million others. They're like literally a hundred. So I have to remind myself every day who I am. And you should remind yourself every day who you are. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And it's important that you hear and hear and hear. Because as you hear and hear and hear, you're going to start thinking differently. 
You're going to start dreaming differently, and you're going to start having great expectations, and you will stop limiting God. Imagine yourself fulfilling God's plans, God's purposes for your life, and actually living your best life, not just hashtagging best life. And it all starts with the way you think. The way you think. In Romans 12.2 in the Amplified, it says, Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed. Be what? Be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. This happens in your imagination. I see myself loving God. I see myself loving others. I see myself loving my life. How do I see myself loving God? Spending time with God like a friend. Spending time in his word. I have to imagine myself. And there I am so excited to read the word. There I am so excited to get to life group. There I am so excited to wake up every day. Right? Imagining yourself. Renewing your mind. Focusing on godly values. Godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself. So that you may prove for your wife. So that you may prove for your neighbor. So that you may prove for all your followers. So you hashtag a scripture, I'm a Christian. But what does your life say? (gasps) Does your life say that you're a Christ follower? Like I just want to challenge you. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. But like we hashtag these things. But let our life live these things. It happens by renewing our mind, focusing on God, that you can prove for yourself. You don't need to prove to anybody else what the will of God is. I want to know God's will. I want to know God's plan. Renew your mind to the word of God. Grow up spiritually. Mature. That's how we're going to know God's will. When you know God's will, it's exciting. You know that you're right on track. You know that things come. And we think that God's will means that nothing bad will ever happen. We still live in a fallen world. And things happen. And we, we cannot control the choices of others. We cannot control the choices of others. Sometimes we can't even control our own choice. We can. We can. We are capable. But sometimes you're like, I'm only eating two tacos. That's it. And then you're on your sixth taco. So first of all, we have to see ourselves. How can we focus on these godly attitudes? How can we focus on this? And a a quick and easy way to do it is through the love life values. The love life values. Love, outreach, value, enthusiasm, leadership, integrity, fellowship, excellence. It's L-O-V-E-L-I-F-E. That spells love life. So Love. I love God, I love people, and I love life. What? Like, seriously, it feels like we shouldn't have to tell ourselves these things. But how many of you know that you have to tell yourself these things? I love God. I love people. I love my life. Outreach. I look for opportunities to connect people with God. Oh, I can't. I'm not qualified. I don't know the word. No, I look for opportunities to connect people with God, to connect people with the word, to connect people with a life group leader, to connect people with my church, to connect people. That's what I do. Value. I value people and I treat them with respect and honor. Even when I don't like them. Even when I think they're ugly. Even when I think they're rude. What? No, I value people and I respect them and I honor them. Right? We need to bring honor back. Honor back into the house. Honor back into the home. Honor back into the church. Honor back into the school place, to the government, to our country. Why? Because we value people. 
We value those in authority. We value the police officers. I'm thankful for them. We value the firefighters. We value the people that help us in the time of need, right? We value people and treat them with respect and honor. I keep a good enthusiasm. I keep a good attitude, living for and serving God with great joy. Keeping a good attitude is an amazing thing when you can teach yourself how to do it. Because sometimes I don't, want a good, I don't want to have a good attitude. Sometimes I want to have a bad attitude and I want to throw a fit. I want to throw a big fit. And I deserve to throw a big fit because there you go. And I'm like, girl, wait, hold on. I have enthusiasm and I keep a good attitude, living for and serving God with great joy. And these, these values are not my values just here in this building. These values are a part of my life. These values are when I'm at the bank and the line is outside and everybody is complaining that there's only two tellers. And I'm like, we're all in this line for a reason. We need the tellers. Like, can everybody please just calm down? Leadership. I lead, influence, and inspire others through what? Through my example. Integrity. I align my thinking, heart, and actions according to biblical standards. Fellowship. I do church as one united family. We are better together. We're in this together, and we are stronger together. Excellence. I always give my best because God gave his best. With my giving of my time, my talent, my treasure, and my tithe, I give my best because God gave his best. Imagine yourself fulfilling these values and making them your own. Making them who you are. Imagine a generation that walks with these values and character. Not just in church, but in the real world. And families that, that adapt these as their core values. Loving each other. Believing the best. We each have a special part to play here at Love Life and in the body of Christ. And imagine yourself fulfilling that part. Fulfilling God's will, God's plan, and God's purpose. So get ready with great expectation for what God has for you and me and all of this community and our world for 2020. Because I believe once we have clear vision and we unite, there's nothing that will stop us from succeeding at everything that we do. Do you guys agree? You guys believe that? You guys receive something tonight? Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.